0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Lab Brooks.
2: We call whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or
1: mugging. Welcome to another Whistleblowers. My name's Stuart Wright, and. Sign up and deposit up to £50, and Ladbrokes will put the same amount into your account, giving you up to £50 with the free bets. net is in the show notes. We've got a couple of newbies, and one voice you might recognise. Giles Borg, uh, Ch- Chelsea's second most prominent filmmaker, I think we decided last time.
2: Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, I'll take second. That'll do. I'm sure there's going to be someone else put me in third, but yeah, second will do. And we've got Pop Bitch's Camilla Wright. Hello, Camilla.
1: Hey, Stuart. I always wonder whether Pop Bitch gets busier or not over the Christmas period. Obviously, normal life becomes more salacious over Christmas. Does celeb life?
0: No, I think celeb life goes into a bit of hibernation over Christmas. Office parties take over, but your footballers, your politicians, your pop stars, they all go to Barbados or something for mm. a holiday.
3: That's because you go on holiday. I think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when 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 do they have footballers have Christmas parties or they all dress up and do something terrible? I think that's gone now.
3: That is it, tradition. They not do that anymore.
0: No, oh.
1: because of because the media will report that someone's yeah. dressed like an Nazi. I'm sorry, and that's never good. It's is your it? fault.
0: I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> a lot of those pictures are less the Nan as a crocodile or whatever. But Camilla,
1: you're you also a fan of Tottenham as well. I am. You're a fan be covering of you're becoming yeah. them with expertise, I suppose.
0: Well, with 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 passion if not expertise <laughs> fair enough fair enough
1: and we've also got Simon Bookby. hello Simon
3: hello there Stuart United fan fan of United but not necessarily Mourinho
1: really that's yes. interesting well we'll get there later mm. um you're, you're involved with some work on a more I feel like we've just gone at a different tone now and asked this question <laughs> from where we started <laughs> yes. but you're involved with it with a very serious project that's uh, happening in football what's that
3: I am so I run a PR company and uh, one of my clients is a uh, tremendous guy called clive sheldon who's a qc who's been commissioned by the football association to look into historic cases of child sexual abuse in the game uh from 1970 through to about 2005 and he's been doing that for the last 12 months and probably we're doing it for another six or seven months more and i'm privileged to work with him on the media of that it's a really important and uh, underestimated uh, element of the the game that has become more to the fore in the last six or eight months and i'm, I'm proud of that work and is that going to be what recommendations to the FA, to football clubs? It will. Uh, it's, what it's looking at, really, is how football clubs responded mm. when accusations were brought to their attention. So you'll remember a few weeks ago the case of uh, Graham Taylor at Aston Villa. Yeah. His response was to tell the uh, victim to shut up and keep it uh, quiet and uh, not raise it because it would affect his career. Mm. And we want to know whether that's been the case at other clubs. And uh, Clive is investigating that. Mm. And he'll um, uh, give us some evidence, but he'll also make some recommendations on how clubs... Could Behave a bit better in the future.
1: Cool. Well, well, hopefully we'll get you back on when that when that sees its uh, recommendations get published. Very important work. Giles, quick football league review. Yeah, the weekend. Good news. Swindon lost.
2: Oh, just it makes everything better if Swindon lose, doesn't it? I mean, everyone in the country. It's like a royal wedding. Everyone just cheers, bunting. It's wonderful.
1: Camilla, are you familiar with this outpouring of enthusiasm when when Swindon lose?
0: Yeah. Giles is nodding yes. at me as if the whole country knows. I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> yes, everyone hates
2: Swindon <laughs> But Oxford United only drew Yeah, but uh, it was against Southend Who are uh, kind of one of those slightly bogey teams Though it's not gone too well against them last few years, so I'll take a draw away from home Very happily Now Camilla, Spurs were pl- at
1: home To West Brom this weekend and It wasn't a great game No it wasn't, no you're right um, Hangover from the Champions League do you think?
0: I think it would be a nice thing to say that um, and actually after the last um, actually not after the Real Madrid game because we played Liverpool and won 4-0 so it's not necessarily That wasn't a good weekend So that's not necessarily (laughs) going to be the case but no, I think there's more structural problems at Tottenham I think uh, some good results have have suggested that the season's going better than it is and I think actually when you look at the overall style of play the overall results you take out Harry Kane out of the equation kind of been bang average really
3: are you a one-man team
0: i don't think we're a one-man team but there's a the team only plays well when everybody plays well And at the moment there's a lot of people out of form and um you look at some of the, the 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 players at the moment a lot of the width and lots of the the pace comes from the fullbacks and i think a lot of tottenham fans are looking at ben davis and um, Kieran Trippier and thinking this is perhaps not perhaps not working in a way that Walker and Rose did last year Sergio might and so there's some structural problems I think that need need addressing beyond the Harry Kane thing
1: I think I think the Pochettino I guess as manager is is sort of
0: I love s- Pochettino I suffering from
1: that. the same thing as say, as Klopp <laughs> as at Liverpool in the, in the in the identity stakes in the in winning trophies and, and the like whereas I knew he'd get you're
2: up in there somewhere
1: well, well I'm I'm drawing a parallel with the with the underachievement and where's the ambition going because obviously Mourinho at United has been there done that and proved he can work in the Premier League and Conte won the league so in a way they've they fashioned a way to make well, this I work well I think in
0: terms of the amount of money spent and the history of the clubs you okay. know the, the Tottenham and Pochettino are a different place to Mourinho if we had Pogba and Martial and Ibrahimovic things like that I think this would be a very different squad I mean I'm not sure they'd all get in the first team but it would be a very different squad do you, do you think
2: you would have won if Pulis had still been there that game
0: yes no, I don't know. Um, actually, the last five years, I think West Brom have drawn four times and beaten Tottenham once. Mm. So I think it might. It be is just weird a bit that bounce back two. factor,
1: isn't it? How just the yeah. change of really somebody strange, in the dressing room telling you where to stand
0: uh, can
1: somehow make you commit more. Although it was funny, Gary Megson after the game saying how much he'd enjoyed when you beat Madrid. And then added...
0: We couldn't do the same thing. Yeah,
1: You couldn't break West Brom down, so you had to keep changing.
0: But West Brom had 10 men behind the balls for 76 minutes. That's we had 77% possession. Do they, don't they?
2: I hate playing West Brom. They're the one team I hate going to see.
0: And you've got Deli Ali who gave the ball away in the middle of the park for the... Uh Um, West Brom goal I think Tottenham fans look at him now as a sort of world class Clint Clint Dempsey that once or twice a game (laughs) he does something amazing which means he's Deli Ali. but when he's actually not in form he is basically just Clint Dempsey Are
1: you towering him with with the mercurial brush? (laughs) It's not going The death knell of every footballer (laughs) The mercurial (laughs) talent in your team You're sounding
3: very pessimistic
0: Not pessimistic but I think um, some of the issues early season have yet to be resolved and Unless Harry Kane comes back into form um, and we get actually some creativity. A lot of other teams have a player in the middle of the park who's incredibly creative. Hazard, Pogba. I mean, so Tottenham's? not wishing to
1: dwell on Tottenham too much. So you're welcome the news from Barcelona then, that Ericsson is wanted by Barcelona I, in the January window. I like window.
0: Ericsson, even though he's not great in form the moment. I like Ericsson, but there's a lot of Tottenham fans who would willingly sell him right now. Seriously? Yeah, what? I think it would be a mistake, but.
1: Now, United, Simon, Mm. you're second in the league. Mm. And I'm glad we got you on because I've been dying to speak to United about this.
3: Because you're kind of there without breaking sweat, as far as I can tell. What's it look like from from your viewpoint? It's really hard to say this, but you have to look at United through the prism of City. Okay. If City didn't exist, um, you'd say that United were having a perfectly good season. Hmm. they're therefore top of the league without breaking sweat and
1: it'd be a competitive Premier League yeah, et cetera. Et cetera I mean?
3: But and, and this is the thing that's genuinely really hard for a, 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 a diehard United season ticket holder to say, but I am really pleased that it's working for Guardiola at City, at least for now, mm-hmm. because if it wasn't, then you'd get even more functional football. You'd get more people saying, in the modern era, you can't attack and wi- and entertain and mm, win. Yeah. And I think if, if Guardiola had failed, that more of that kind of defensive style would have been more prevalent. Mm. But he's shown us that you can do that. You can entertain, you have can have fun, and you can win. And what that's done is it's opened up this chasm between City and United, not just with points at the top, but with mm. the style of play. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if you're asking about United, you've got to do it in comparison to what's happening at City. Okay.
1: But then, but then looking at recent form, the sort of return of Pogba is where, I guess, your. Hutzpah's coming from, I suppose, as a team, isn't it, on the pitch? He's your he's your e- energy, as it were, and creativity. That
3: If you're in United's position, you'd have to say that in every position on the field, you ought to have a player that is one of the top, what, five in the world in their position. Mm-hmm. And if you look at United's team, that's obviously true for De Gea, and it's obviously true for Pogba. Mm-hmm. And we've got two or three in Marshall and Rashford who it's going to be true for, and that's probably it. And therefore the team is built around... Pogba. And rightly so. He's an amazing player. And actually, completely counter to every uh, image that Mourinho projects, it looks like Pogba always has fun. He's out there. He'll Mm. try something. If it doesn't work, he'll try it again. He doesn't care. Mm. And when Pogba was removed from his injury, it's obviously exposed all the other deficiencies at United. Mm. And the fact that he has now returned, um, it's only been two games, and it's not been long enough to put the thing back together. Mm. And these deficiencies, particularly, I think, with the decline of... uh, Uh, our forward line you can see that Pogba's carrying too much responsibility he's having to shore up the defence he's having to switch the ball forward he's having to support the attack and it's too soon and it's, it's too difficult kind of trying to make him into Steven Gerrard then isn't it that, the oh it, I don't know it. about that <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I don't think United's model is that um, uh, well, I mean, what I meant by that was the over-reliance
3: uh, on him to do everything and sweep the floor when he's finished You know, I, th- I it think it is a problem I it's mean, obviously you know. a problem I mean um, when Mkhitaryan was firing mm-hmm. you could see how the ball was passed much more smoothly through the mm-hmm. middle but Mkhitaryan has declined just at the moment that Pogba got injured mm-hmm. and therefore there isn't a person in the number 10 position you can see in the last two or three games that Mourinho switched it around and he's tried to Put matter in there hasn't quite worked, um, and therefore there's even more responsibility on Pogba to take it forward as well as to help shore up at the back mm-hmm. and I just think that, that um, it, it's, it's not fair on him to carry that responsibility out of this tender years, and when you're united, you shouldn't be expected to be so dependent on one player. When you were Liverpool five years ago, maybe that was good enough, but it's not good enough now it wasn't good enough, but it was, it was a fact
2: say, so how, the- how, how, how's merino treating matter on? It's interesting. Well, just Let's hold that just... thought for a second. Oh, yeah, Giles. okay. We'll go to a break.
1: The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Lab Brooks. Right, Giles, you were saying about
2: how Matter's being treated. I was. Shall I say it again? Yeah, go on. Yeah. How's Mourinho treating Matter? <laughs>
3: well, Matter starts an awful lot of games. Yeah. Um, it, it had been that we'd had Marshall or Rashford on the left, and that we'd had Mikatarian in, in the number 10 behind uh, Lukaku, and we'd had Matter on the right. Now that um, uh, Mkhitaryan's not been firing, he's been withdrawn, and one of either uh, Marshall or Rashford has been put on the right, out of position, and Matter has been played in the number 10 role mm. and therefore you'd have to say that he was one of the favoured sons at the moment and you'd also have to say it, it, it wasn't necessarily working was what you, you going to say so yeah. was oh, i was going to say, gonna say taunt, with I guess. The,
0: no with the the anniversary of eric canton coming to man united and him speaking out against 25, Mourinho, years, 25 years speaking out against Mourinho is that a problem for for united fans
3: well i think um there is a, a sort of collective uh Uh, amnesia at Old Trafford because we've obviously had a very difficult post-Ferguson period and there is a will in the crowd to, I, I think, obviously win something, but even more than that to get a grip of the club and and a lot of fans think that Mourinho looks the part with his sort of charisma he's won things in the past he'll probably win things in the future and he looks like a sort of route one solution to our problems doesn't he Mm. and yet as I say if you look at United through the prism of what's going on at City some of us who were not keen on Mourinho coming in the first place would say that getting a grip and winning things is only half the story there's a certain tradition that needs to be honoured and there are where we sit in the North Stand there are the faint faintest early glimmerings of concern about the what we've seen in the last few weeks and in uh, last year as well Uh, is it a problem that Eric Cantona pointed this out Eric Cantona is never a problem he can say and do anything he likes and he's always right and he's he's absolutely right about this too Uh, United's in my blood it's in the supporters blood but I like watching more entertaining football
0: what do Chelsea fans think of Mourinho
3: well it's very very complicated uh, because
2: obviously there's an awful lot of uh, thank you very much for all those lovely trophies. Um, not but, that many. Well, enough. You know, in in enough. Chelsea's historic yeah, terms, maybe yeah. not that many. Let's just, you know, last few years, it's been okay. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> It's the style of football. I agree with you. So the style of football to get great. When he first came back, Chelsea, the second, the first half of his first season was fantastic. Some of the best football I've seen us play in years. And then it it's no hard stops. competition. It just yeah, very good. Is, that, is yeah. this
1: not just like the sound of us a bit kind of spoiled with the idea no, of football being no. entertained? No, it's
2: not. Not at all. Not at all. I'll give you an example. I take one nil wins every week. When well, no, there, there was there was one time in his first spell here, uh, yeah. when we played Arsenal. Yeah, and we were absolutely destroying them. They were just on an. Oh, off you look day. terrifying in his now, first, this this is this, yeah, this. is yeah. And and we were absolutely taking them apart. And we went one nil up, and he took our forward off and just shut up shop. And you're like, they are there for the humiliating today. And well,
1: talking do. of forwards, obviously Lukaku's dodged a bullet this week with his um, him not getting punished for kicking someone. In, in, in the derby that, that nobody spotted. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> exactly, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> see it. Match of the day didn't spot it. All the Sunday papers didn't spot it. No, Gary is having to do a
3: charm offensive <laughs> to say we're not biased towards United no. um, because all the Sunday papers must be as well. Although he is a little bit because you know his last ever game was at Old Trafford and they gave him a genuine standing ovation. Really? So he has always felt quite warmly okay. towards United. Okay. Well, he was he was wearing his neutral at this point.
1: But Lukaku had a, had a great start to the seat of, of strikers had a great start to the season mm. and just. Coincidentally, I, I kind of put it down as something to talk about, but he was pr- Marina was praising Lukaku for his for his contribution to the team he was in his period where he scored one goal in two months he's yes. no
0: Harry Kane <laughs> no, but so what's, what he was what's, praising, what's he
3: doing well what he was praising specifically was that he was playing left back <laughs> in the last five and ten minutes of a match in which we were winning one nil against a newly promoted team yeah which tells you quite a bit mm. and it's true he was running back chasing back tackling and he did of course win the corner from which we scored mm. but you wouldn't say that that's what you spent 70 million pounds on a player to do 70 really million?
1: was it 70. Well city only spent 50 million on four bucks
3: didn't they <laughs> Yes and I think the, the issue with the Kaku is really really simple isn't it He's a big beast of a man who is able mm. to intimidate relatively poor defenses yeah. and when he's got proper supply, um, he can uh, get a good ratio of uh, uh, goals to shots however, when that supply dries up, Pogba was out of the team and when he comes up against uh, bigger better defenders, mm. um, the question mark still holds as to whether he's really up for it. Or I mean, being, it.
1: Being, what, being, being an Evertonian and, uh, in his previous club, uh, he suffers from a similar thing that Moyes did of this idea. He's not scored against the top six, has he either, Lukaku. That's one of his sort of blind spots. Well, he's it's getting
3: his... this reputation for being a flat-track bully, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. is, and uh, obviously there's only one person that can bury that reputation, and that's him.
2: Liverpool-Chelsea, Giles. yes. What a good game that was. Wasn't it was it? a good game. Because they've been rubbish for the last few years. That was a really good one, I thought. But it was a good game because both
1: managers, for some reason, didn't seize the opportunity from each other. They seemingly both came out of a Champions League game mm. and went, we're going to rotate. Now, obviously, you're 6 0, was it 4 0? 6 0? Yeah. A- away in six hours away, whatever. Six hours. I know. Yeah. And six that was hours. a kind of bit, I mean, that felt a bit unfair in terms of the, 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 the get ready nice for, the game. for you to say so. Well, no. I not, mean, to I'm too. not involved in the admin, am I, so I could say it. Um, but it wasn't until... I mean, Liverpool stole the lead, I think it's safe to say. I don't, I don't think we were dominating the game. No, and, no, but it was. But with Salah being the top scorer in the league, the chances are he might score. Yeah. But at that point, Liverpool's midfield disappeared. What would Chelsea, what did Chelsea do that changed the way that they
2: overran Liverpool in that last 20 minutes? Do you know, if I knew, yeah? I'd be up for the West Brom job. I have no <laughs> idea. It was fantastic. I don't know. but it, I thought it was, it, was a, it was a proper proper game, wasn't it? One side's in this Hennessy, then the other one takes over. I mean, you couldn't tell, both sides could have won that easily in the last five minutes and you wouldn't have felt it was unjustified. I, I, I felt game. with a fluky one that it was unjustified, it but that's... It wasn't fluky. I think you ask the man well, the himself, and he shots. will tell you, he will tell you, he meant it, and none <laughs> he of us would, would disagree leave. with that. <laughs> we cannot disagree with William. He's too lovely. He, he was looking nowhere near a goal where the ball ended up. He watches it the whole way. You watch it. He sits there. He watches He doesn't need to watch. The, who's the greatest? Uh, Yaya Torre scored that oh. time without looking. And they said, well, how come you score without looking? And he said, the goal doesn't move.
3: There you go. That's like I Did you hear his interview in the Today program last week when he was asked about his painting mm. who said that often he sits there with his eyes closed drawing it's just it, the paper doesn't move paper and he so just be yeah. spontaneous. I did like that interview. <laughs> it was the, fabulous. The, wasn't it? I'm a man. quote. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> but but the um but it looked like only one team was going to win it in the end and yet for for 60 minutes both teams didn't Looked like they wanted to win it, did they? In oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess you had a good. There was chances with that third man running. Drink water. Where did where did he come from?
2: Yeah, I know. it was lovely, wasn't he? No, I thought, I thought it was very well balanced. I thought a draw was absolutely the right result in it. I mean, I, 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 I was thoroughly enjoyable. I mean, come back to Mourinho here. How many times has that Liverpool Chelsea game been hyped up, mm. uh, and it's just been awful. Just really
3: Mourinho Benitez. Yes. That oh, fabulous era. And yeah, funnily oh. enough, the Mourinho Benetez um, clash 10 days ago Newcastle was one of the fun games of the season, surprisingly.
1: <laughs> but he's, I mean, thinking of how they played at your place, I mean, United have now played all three of the newly promoted teams. Yes. What's your view of of the kind of way that they're prepared to be in the Premier League? Because the, all three are doing well, relatively speaking. Yep. And what, should, what was your, what, I mean, I mean Mourinho went as far as to say, that was the hardest game we've played this week. Now, that might be trying to bury all kinds of bad news that you could say about United, but I suppose got to, if you're Brighton, you've got to take the compliment, haven't you?
3: Yeah, and they deserve the compliment, actually. I think, yeah. um, I mean, I, 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 I didn't see the Huddersfield game. I wasn't there, but um, I obviously was at the Newcastle game and the Brighton game. What you would have to say is that um, newly promoted teams uh are much better organized Mm -hmm. now and they both i think lack finishing threat so it's no surprise that they okay newcastle did score the only goal in the league at old trafford this season um but they they lack uh, a threat so it's no surprise that they'd be involved in uh, low scoring games Mm. but extremely well organized is there a pattern here it's hard to say i mean burnley are they still the only team up that came up uh two years ago I mean, I'm reminded when um, Chairman Mao was asked what he thought the pattern and the consequences were of the French Revolution. He said it's far too early to say, and I think it's <laughs> it's probably the case that you can't yet draw a pattern because this season is too new. And it is quite common, isn't it, that promoted teams race up the league? I remember when I was a boy, I think Swansea under John Toshak were top of the league and got yeah, relegated yeah. at the end of the sometime in the seventies. So it is too early to say if it's a pattern, but I would say both those teams were well organised. Um, maybe that's a feature of uh, newly promoted teams
2: There's one very good fact for newly promoted teams Who then went down Is that Swindon shipped 100 goals In their brief tenure in the Premier League
3: And Funny here we that, go again Funny, Without go. trying You always yeah. end up talking about Swindon don't you? I,
2: but that was more my point Is
1: that we've had those kind of horror shows I mean Derby more recently Had a similar kind of horror show But we don't seem to be getting a repeat I mean Bournemouth are still here aren't they
3: Yeah that's true Bournemouth um, have done well
1: now we've got, we, last week we talked about, um, not you guys, obviously me on the podcast, talking about the kind of manager, managerial kind of, this is like the squeaky bum time for the teams you might go down, as opposed to the traditional one which Ferguson invented, March through to May. Hmm. But this time is like, we need to get rid of our managers. So Everton are still waiting. Squeaky bum time mm-hmm. for Everton, for sure. So
2: they t- Sam Allardyce is yeah. favourite. I was going to say, now, Camilla,
1: they, they, they're, they're going back to Sam Allardyce after telling him, we, we'd like you, but we've got other people to talk to.
0: This is not what somebody bought Everton for, is it? This no. is not what uh, you know—the <laughs> the- Chinese money and the sort of uh, Middle Eastern money bought Everton for. This was supposed to be a, if, well, not Europa, but Champions League challenging club, and they're mm. going to Sam Allardyce. I mean, Marco Silva from Watford was what they were hoping for.
1: Yeah, twenty million—they were going to pay compensation. It's not sort of like it feels like a transfer of a player. Absolutely, even. it's
0: like a rock star transfer, yeah. isn't it? And yet, Sam Allardyce, oh, you've got to feel sorry for the Wayne Rooney's of the world, haven't you?
1: And and we've got Alan Pardew now in serious talks with West Brom, Amazing.
0: and I looked at his tr- I looked at his
1: record. You like what? It's it's like an old boys network of managers where it's like if you've done it before, then we'll take a punt on you again. It's almost like West Brom really need Poulis as if Poulis comes in to save your club, not Alan Pardew. I mean, he's the best he's done is win the Johnson's Paint Trophy. I think that's a trophy. <laughs> Don't knock it. <laughs> so where, where do you, where do you think where do you think that the the the, the, the the need to change managers
3: is going to help any of these clubs, Simon. Do you think there's... Any- well, I think uh, th- the big problem is obviously at Everton, is it? When you mm. uh, have new owners and they splash as much money as they did and they brought in... Uh, an internationally uh, renowned player manager to really take them to the next stage, and it's crashed and burned quite as badly as it has. Mm. And yet, the problems with Everton, from I mean, from the outside, look all pretty clear, don't they? They've got uh, no number nine and about eight number tens, yeah. and uh, therefore
1: you basically took their goals.
3: Yeah, that's right. We, we took their goals and they didn't replace that by having at least a couple of players to mm. try and make up the deficit. And, and I think they are a club that needs somebody to get a grip, mm. to give the thing structure and order and some proper discipline. Who, uh, I mean, whether... Uh, I mean, fundamentally, Alan though... The, is the right man for that. I'm really not sure. I think he's exactly As I say, I like watching right entertaining football. It's the though. owner's
0: fault, isn't it? I mean, they've got people running really? it now who are obviously destabilising <laughs> the club, mm. no matter how much money they put in. So whoever you bring in, you feel is just going to...
1: Because I, I was looking at Palace, who obviously made a, they made the first leap. But they only really had two players signed in the summer. And they weren't big signings. Whereas, like you say, Camilla, Everton made a big play.
0: They bought a lot of awful players, though. Whereas, you know, Palace, I mean, they got Zaha back a couple of years ago. And mm. Loftus-Cheek from Chelsea, which looks mm. like a great, yeah, great top signing. Player.
2: Top player. He's only on loan. Let's just point that out.
3: There's an interesting link there, of course.
0: How many both have you got of those... on loan, Giles?
2: Seven.
3: Both of those Ish. clubs had um, managers who came out of the uh johan cruyff uh barcelona stable of course yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, there is this now developed pattern isn't there um where those kinds of managers somehow seem to do really well at clubs that have got a well-established a uh, johan cruyff kind of pattern of play and then they go somewhere else and they do incredibly badly and uh it's a, I mean, it's a surprise that either of those have done as badly as they Ooh. have here but they have i don't know if you saw this weekend but, but giles
1: there was a couple of uh, transport issues happened. Oh, yeah. Where uh, it was nice to see one of them, or as the uh, the Watford fans bus breaking down and the club paying over £2,000 taxi bill to get Aww. them to the ground on time, and none of them missed the game, That's which very was nice. nice. That's very sweet. But Chelsea fans mm. got got missed their 20-9 uh, train back to London that was mm. chartered for them, and were waiting for midnight for a bus in Liverpool graceful. for their for their return back to London.
2: Well, actually, Chelsea are actually quite good at uh, paying for fans to go places. They, they often put money in mm. for some of the longer Champions League uh, travels and, and, and organise things. They're, they're, very, they're very good for that. I'm sure they didn't mean to leave their fans there till midnight.
1: Now, there was a couple of, there was a couple of diving incidents. One particular was IU, um, Camilla, who who the ref said, I'm not having that, you're not having a penalty. Now, last week, Naisi for Everton got retrospectively banned for fooling the first player to be to be punished by this new ruling, but apparently, you can't retrospectively ban someone for <laughs> for diving if no penalty was given. Is that
3: right? So, I didn't know that.
1: So the eradication of diving is only as if you get a penalty oh, for really? it. <laughs> yeah, so it's,
2: it doesn't. So you, you can do the most blatant dive yeah, in the world, c- but if no penalty is given. The, 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 the FA won't go into because it. And I'm so
0: dive's not a dive unless it's a penalty. Yeah. yeah. Who was the Ooh. one of the week? was it
2: Ferdinand, the one when it was like it was the most amazing. Ooh, Somebody just, just threw th- themselves. Yeah. like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fernandinho. Fernandinho. That's for right. Almost say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shocking, wasn't it? So that's
0: fine. He's not going to get done for that. So we found something to to hate no. Guardiola for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then the other, the other one. I don't know if you saw the Sw- any of the highlights of the Swansea game, but uh, I'm going to check. There try. were K- none. K- Sung Young. Shoving the referee. Oh no, that was a
2: highlight. I, I take it back. You're absolutely right. Why That's hilarious? Why did he not send him off? I don't understand. For because the he life realised of how funny it was. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was did you see this? He just he ran. He tried to fight yeah. whoever he's fighting. The referee was in the way, so he just pushed. Him Jordan Ives. It. was, it was, was like, getting a bit arsy, yeah. and then the referee stepped between them, so he just shoved the
1: ref and Jordan Ives. Yeah, it was like Grand Theft Auto. It was fantastic. <laughs> More of that in football. More, please. <laughs> now we're we're doing this on on the on, the, on the, I guess the brink of what is the the glut of fixtures running up to New Year's Day, Camilla. Um, And I guess one of the news stories that in the run-up to this was um, the Liverpool game against Arsenal getting moved from Christmas Eve to the Friday night on the 22nd. Um, It feels like the TV companies might be waking up to the fact that to get a decent game of football, you've got to give teams... Time to rest. What do you think?
0: Well, I think uh, Klopp was really clever about this. And rather than saying anything about the game or the fans or anything that's never worked before, just sort of said, look, if you want good football on the TV, you've got to give us time to prepare for it. And if you want bad football, we can can present that as well. So it could be that this is the start of the TV companies reassessing how they deal with things, or it could be just a tiny, tiny blip and they're just going to push on through... And uh, carry on as they've been doing. Um, I'd be very surprised if they took this as a, a sensible path back. Chink of
1: light, Simon, for the potential for a Christmas break, or would you not welcome a Christmas break? I
3: think uh, I, I think that the product of football almost is, uh, regardless of what happens on the pitch, it's the, the values and the vibe of it is what's marketed. So I'd be astonished if the the TV companies were bothered in the slightest about allowing clubs to present an entertaining product. I think they're interested in just providing a, a product at the right time when people will tune in to watch well-known clubs and play increasingly
0: and, at a time when Asian I was just going to say not just can... in Britain
3: but uh, around the world as well. Yeah. So I, don't, I I doubt very much that this is a chink of light at all this is just a way of saying here's another opportunity for people to tune in to watch the EPL and whether the match turns out to be entertaining or not is a secondary interest to everybody and how d- how do you feel as 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 a as a fan trying
1: to keep up with it because this essentially is a glut because of Russia 2018 not because the Premier League decided to push all Constantine and the fixtures I think essentially
0: as a fan you just fucked I mean you just do what they tell you to
3: this is a sort of dress rehearsal for what's coming with Qatar isn't it really <laughs> yeah. just a tad yeah yeah, yeah. I mean do, do you do you feel that that,
1: sh- that strain to get to see the game I mean obviously it's not the same as playing a game obviously but we've got to manage our own lives haven't we as people, and so the football fixture
3: list isn't really that forgiving, is it? It's incredibly unforgiving if you uh, travel two or three hundred miles. I mean, the guy who sits next to me uh, at Old Trafford, he flies in from uh, Switzerland. Gee whiz! Yeah, and he comes every <laughs> and he comes every game. Yeah, every yeah,
0: stereotype yeah. of Man United fans, <laughs> exactly, London, yeah. Switzerland. Oh, well, and you, you don't think, think that doesn't corner. happen
3: at Chelsea and Spurs? You joke, you are fooling yourselves. And whether uh, whether you come from uh, Switzerland or you come from Salford, the game being on a Friday night or a Monday night, or at 5.30 on a Saturday afternoon. The very last people that are considered in all of this are the people that pay the money to go through the turnstiles turnstiles, because we're not the people that are helping keep the football club afloat. As I say, it's the marketing of the event rather than the quality of the event itself Mm. seems to be the most important thing.
1: Now, Chelsea have have got a good... In this first run of them, Mm. we got the midweek and... The weekend and you've mm. you're you're at home both games. So yes, in that sense, are. I know you're having like a week off, aren't you? After after your six hour flight to Azerbaijan, yeah. you're being given two week, a week at home.
2: And and and, and neither game. I listen. I don't Swan- want to. Swan- I don't want to jinx them, but neither game looking on no paper Swansea usually taxing. Is yes, Swansea and yeah. then Newcastle and then Yeah, New- yeah you. So, but the lovely one with Swansea is that uh, obviously Paul Clement needs to be, but his number two is Claude Makélélé. I never knew that. Isn't that... Well, They go. You learn something every day, don't you? You do. Fantastic. Lovely. Giles. lovely to see them coming back, As so long as we beat them. And Newcastle, the return of, you know, lovely Rafa Benitez, who we're all going to be <laughs> so pleased. <laughs> I was going to say, back. after the conversation about how you feel about Mourinho, oh, is there any love lost over Rafa? There is a little bit. Do you know, when he was there for that time, because nobody wanted him there. It was painfully obvious. Yeah. He had said rude things about the fans beforehand. Nobody wanted him. It was a horrible, horrible half of season. And then... Obviously, he wins the Europa League Mm. with him. And at the last game of the season, he walked off at the end of the three and didn't come out for a round of applause. Mm. And it was kind of a little bit, I think pissed off is the wrong thing to say, but we were a little bit upset because we said we would have given a round of applause because, do you know what? You just won silverware, so Mm. fair enough. We didn't want you. You took it for the money. Oh, God, but we'll still clap Mm. you because you won silverware. And it was a bit of a shame. So I have no idea what his reception is going to be like on Saturday.
1: Now, t- the opposite for Spurs, you're, you're away from home both times, but I guess given...
0: I think with the, the, the Wembley there's semi-curves... Ca- there's Watford counters away. That's, like,
1: <laughs> that's next door, isn't it? It's like next door
0: to the training ground. Uh, we're at Leicester this week. Um, I think it was May. We were 6-1 away, which was kind of really in the purple period of uh, the Tottenham away game. So I'm very hopeful that this is a game that... The Harry Kane will come back to form with a hat trick this week.
1: Forty goals in thirty-nine games. Incredible,
0: isn't it? But one a, season wonder.
1: But but it, but it's not as much one season <laughs> wonder. It's that wonderful statistic of in a calendar year. Yeah. Is that a real statistic in terms of football?
0: Well, if you look at his um, uh, look at the whole season, mm. it's a pretty good. Um, no, no, it is. and you look at this season; it's going to be a pretty good score. So, calendar year, why not? I mean, how many players? I mean, Ronaldo, Messi, Harry Kane,
3: Salah. Spurs are quite good at making up calendar years for themselves, aren't they? Because <laughs> all my Spurs mates keep saying that if you added the points together over the last two and a half seasons, yeah. then Spurs would be top. Yeah. Would be top by
0: a long way. Yeah, but should Spurs way win Brexit
3: negotiations then? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody should.
0: <laughs> I so think Pochettino for that.
1: United, you're also visiting Watford in this period. Yes, and you're um, you're away. Your big one. You got the big one this weekend. You're away at Arsenal.
3: Yes, and then we've got City.
1: So. Is is, Arsenal at the moment, they've they've just dug out a good win away at Burnley. They seem to have, since Liverpool beat them at Anfield, they seem to have decided to be the best team in the league apart from uh, City. Is that going to be, is is Mourinho going to sort of do what he did at Anfield and go,
3: not playing? I think it was that... It was that fantastic protest, wasn't it, in Zimbabwe? When the, <laughs> the was, out. Then, then the Wenger out <laughs> sign came out. It's obviously worked. That it's given yeah. them a proper kick, yeah. hasn't it? I mean, you, I mean, anything could happen, couldn't it? At the, yeah. at the Emirates, it really could. So um, I think, to some degree, United are fairly predictable. Mm. You know what? Uh, how they're going to try and play. Uh, the issue is how, uh, it's how Ozil Arsenal and play. Sanchez. Can yeah, turn you, whether they turn up or not, and they could turn up for a bigger game.
1: Ozil was unwell this weekend, yeah, I read. I saw would it, he just would,
2: say he didn't want to play because he felt a bit ill. Which
1: did his mum ring up and say, Sorry, sorry, I've got notes. <laughs> note.
0: Yeah, <laughs> excuse me, Vargin, it's again. Burnley. I don't want to play. Yeah.
2: Well, did you see it? It looked proper grim, didn't it? It was really cold and it was raining, it was
0: drizzly. 70s football, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Giles, a mutual friend of ours,
1: Martin Gentles, put, yes. a, put a post out on Twitter showing the forward line Chelsea never
2: could have. Oh, I did see that,
1: yes. which was quite interesting.
0: Yeah, with the way
1: because obviously Eden Hazard was
2: amazing at the Eden weekend. Eden Hazard, Morata, yeah. Kevin De Bruyne, and Salah. Yeah, um, do you know what Lukaku? Uh, no, no, you can. Keep Everyone Lukaku. say no to that yeah. one. It's quite <laughs> funny. I, I keep, I keep adding that. Well, I name. didn't want him. I didn't want Lukaku. I can never come back. Um, Salah I tell you what I'm not that bothered about Salah uh, when he was there at Chelsea ok he didn't get that great a run he was extremely lightweight he was bounced off the ball every single time and he was a bit like he was like the Egyptian Gronkia, if you remember Jesper Gronkja he's, he's turned Super into the, the
1: Egyptian Dalglish then he's got a fat well,
2: ass and can put nobody half, can get the ball off him ok <laughs> half a season not even half a season let's see listen I think he looks great now he looks so much more bulked up I noticed in the game actually on uh, on Saturday he was, he was just bumping people People off him. He never did that at Chelsea. If he never likely... scores
1: a goal all season, mm. he's done better than the last four years at Liverpool for the top goal scorer. Yeah. Well, I just, so I just, in a I just, sense, I, I, he's, I, I, a, he's I, arrived and he's amazing. I amazed. wish him. I
2: wish him all the luck. The, the the one that annoys me is the Kevin De Bruyne one because that was ridiculous letting him go.
1: But but also just generally, I mean, the, what what is, what is the model Chelsea are trying to do then? If you can
2: obviously have this talent come through, well, everyone does. I mean, not you're spotting but, it. United had Paul Pogba and let him go. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's
3: specific agents issues. Yeah, there, it's, 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 it's we and
0: we let him go to Barcelona.
2: It, it's hard to tell with people sometimes isn't it? that's slice of hand <laughs>
3: that's not football that's
1: just I'm, bait tell them up to get <laughs> <put your> Pochettino <laughs> no one understands that one there's, there's people looking at the runes at the
2: moment going how
1: did Paulinho do what
2: <laughs> the, the, the Kevin De Bruyne one annoys me because when he left he said he'd spoken to Mourinho twice and the second time was for Mourinho going good luck at your new club uh, and you think oh, I mean I know at the time we had Oscar William has we had all these amazing oh. midfielders Um and he didn't shine through, but you just think somebody mm. at the club you see. I'm just watching them uh, during the game. Somebody at the club must have gone. Do you know, he might have something about him. Let's, let's, let's hold him for a while. The Salah one I, I understand far better. The De Bruyne one annoys me a lot more.
1: Okay. Well, look. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Camilla. Thank you, Simon. Thank, thank you, Charles. That's been the whistleblowers. Thank you. Hurrah! This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.com. .co.uk. the whistleblowers is back for the season by lab brooks
2: if you're a large organization involved in managing purchasing or making decisions on software licenses you need livingston livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licenses to legally use it this information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements which large software publishers like microsoft